0: I am done watching you fuck up your life. I am done watching you be small. I can't do it anymore. So we're talking about where you're toxic and where it fucking comes from and how to heal it. Sit down and listen up. Recovering Toxic, let's go. Welcome back to Recovering Toxic. I am Dime, your host today, and I have one of my favorite, favorite bitches in the whole wide world with me today, Bex. How are you, babe?
1: I'm doing great.
0: How are you? I'm good. So this is your first podcast with me. So we're covering toxic. If you guys have been watching, you know, what we've been bringing forward, this is all about let's get our fucking shit together so that we don't destroy our own lives. You know what I mean? Cause I was like queen of self-destruction. Um, and I've been very vulnerable about that with the intro and everything into this. And we have a secondary company called Diamond O Mentoring. So com, where we do a lot of deep healing but this is the tea. This is the, here's how I fucked up. And here's how I made it right series. And so we're going to be really vulnerable. We're going to be really raw. We're going to share our stories so that you don't do it the hard way. Like we did. you don't have to, you don't have to suffer any longer or we're we're putting an end to all the suffering,
1: right? Oh my God. Yes.
0: (laughs) So you came into my life, what? Was it 2023, the beginning of 2023 or 2022? I don't even know.
1: Um, I saw your beautiful face on TikTok like around July and then we started working together in August.
0: Is that it? Yeah. It's January right now. That's it. It feels like I've known you my whole, it feels like we've always been together. We have. (laughs) (laughs) Sex. Yeah. And then it was awesome. I was able to create some space in my schedule where you got to come out to Canada, which was amazing. Oh
1: my God. Best trip ever.
0: It was wild. It was so good.
1: So <laughs> definitely good. wild. It was some. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So let's get into your story. You are now one of, you are a certified Diamond No Mentor with DiamondNo.com. Ooh which is amazing. You've gone through the hard work of becoming a superior mentor in the world with so much passion and purpose. But today what I want to do is let our followers learn you a little bit the way I know you. So
1: I'm so excited. I am so excited.
0: Good, good. All right. Where do you want to start? Because I know your story is wild (laughs) and your transformation has been stunning.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, it's been a journey. I'll say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm. I just want to say I feel so privileged sitting here with you right now, and I also want to thank the listeners that decided to come check me out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes, we love our followers a lot. A lot. We have such a such a mighty and authentic crew. Or a bunch of weirdos and weirdos is the new norm for me. Like, I don't even know if we can put it like that. Like weirdos where it's at. So let's do it. Let's get into weird, the story.
1: Weird is the new pink.
0: <laughs> where is the new pink?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my whole life, I've always been a very strong empath and intuitive. And for the longest time until recently, I did not understand what any of that meant. And people always referred to me as too sensitive, too emotional. And I was always just like, well, shit, like if I want to have a social life and feel like I fit in, I need to hide this very big piece of who I am. And there Mm -hmm. were a few gems here and there, but it was very hard for me to connect with others. And the only two things that really stuck with me was having the burning desire to help guide others, and people were always naturally drawn to come to me for advice and to open up about their deepest, darkest secrets.
0: I know it's, like a um, it's a definitive. It's a definitive sign. Being hypersensitive, like I am hypersensitive, but I am a healthy bitch, man. I get you're too strong, you're too insensitive, you know. And I'm like, you don't know behind right. closed doors how much I cry, so whatever, <laughs> fuck you. Right. Um, but it is a definitive sign of being a purpose when we have that. I call it the ache. I refer to it as the ache. It's like, oh, I'm meant to do something, but I don't know what it is, right? Yes. And I remember when you and I first met, you really talking about like, I just want to help. Like, what do I do?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and people would tell me, you know, like, Oh, my gosh, that helped me so much. They would refer to me as a, a guru. And I'd be like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and other times I noticed, you know, they didn't really like it too much. And I could feel that energy from them. And I figured out, you know, like, that was my authenticity coming out. And it just felt so good, you know? And I didn't realize what I was doing was I was bringing up their shadow side and that's probably why I was feeling that energy from them.
0: So it's this whole like, you're
1: welcome. Every time I trigger someone, right? Like (laughs) it's my whole
0: life too. Like, okay, so I'm hypersensitive. I have have a heart that actually is so big that it actually causes problems, but I'm perceived as like this strong raging, like, no bullshit, tough love bitch, like whatever exactly. it is, what it is. And I trigger a lot of people just with my presence. And I'm loud, I'm obnoxious. <laughs> I'm that girl. I'm that girl that they're like, can you not be weird today? And I'm like, in that case, I'm gonna bring it on. <laughs> um so, and that was my whole life journey and triggering people just by saying what they're showing me. Be like, oh, it sounds like you're dealing with blah blah blah, and getting heavily triggered. I literally moved into it, took me forever. But in my 30s, is when I solidified. I'm like, never again will I be apologetic. I'll be like, you're welcome. I triggered you. Exactly. you hate me. You're welcome. There's a whole you're club. Welcome. You can go join that one. Yeah. Yep.
1: Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And the other part of me that always stuck was this burning desire to just figure out how life works. You know, I always had these glimpses throughout my life that I'll get into later. And I just always knew there was a key to the universe to, to live this life and feel in harmony with others and accept who I truly am and not worry about what others think of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Hard bridge to cross, right?
1: Oh my God. So hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, what do I do?
1: Right. So I grew up with two caregivers, one that had uh, narcissistic tendencies, and I spent most of my life or most of my time with them. And the other had more codependent, people-pleaser tendencies, unconsciously, obviously. And this threw me into two very long, (laughs) excruciating cycles one that I was born into. And when I started dating, it threw me into this 22 year cycle. I just could not be alone for the life of me. I was either always searching for someone, dating someone, or in a relationship some- with someone. Not something I recommend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Keep me, hold me, love me, let me love you. <laughs> Been there, done it. Yep.
1: Yep. So when I was nine, one of my other caregivers, um, they could see auras and they would share their ghost experiences with me It scare the absolute shit out of me, but it was so intriguing. And I just wanted to keep hearing more and they encouraged me to get a pendulum and I shit you not, I pulled out my yearbook from the year before and I would hold it over people's photos and I'd be like, "Will I connect to this one. Will I connect to this one? Is this one nice? (laughs) I love it. And you better bet your ass I didn't tell anybody. But I was just craving that connection so badly, you know? And they also encouraged me to get a dream board. And they said, yeah, put all your desires on here and an affirmation. And if you say these affirmations, like, you'll get whatever you want. And I'm like, what? Is that it? Like, hell yeah, let's fucking do this. So I put like the huts of Tahiti on there, snowboarding in New Zealand, and I rode horses in my, all my life. And I put this horse on there that I really desired. And so I said the affirmation day and night. And a few weeks later, I get the same freaking horse that I put on there. So I was like, holy shit, like this actually works. I felt like uh, I was on top of the world. Like I figured it out. I figured everything out. The keys to the universe. I had it, you know. <laughs> I'm
0: going to pause you for one second and let our viewers in on my perception of you. So we've worked together very intensely. Very, 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 very intensely. You've mm-hmm. taken the program, Fully Awaken and Ascend. You understand universal law, the quantum mechanics piece, the path through six, sign. Like you took that, mastered it and changed your whole life. And Bex is literally you, I've never met every hour you would be blowing up my phone on like, Oh my God, I just got this sign. Oh my God. I just got this sign. Oh my God. I just got this sign like primo instant reality. And for those on like, cause recovering toxic is kind of new. I just want to lay it out like this. There's no such thing as manifesting. And once you understand that you will change your whole world. So I just want to plant this little little bit of information because I know there's a lot of our followers out here who are like, how do I manifest? How do I create? There's no such thing as manifesting. I will explain that at the end of this, but let's jump back to you and your horse.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I thought I had it all figured out, but definitely not. (laughs) So when I hit 12, my caregivers uh, lost their business So we lost our house, we lost our cars, we had to move to this very secluded area in this small house. And I was already four years deep into being sexually abused by a male family member. And I was experiencing an eating disorder and stomach aches every single day that I didn't understand. And I definitely did not want to deal with the social pressures. At that time, especially in middle school, it's the fucking worst. Mm -hmm. And so I somehow persuaded my caregivers to put me into homeschool. And I was just ashamed of who I was, didn't want to be seen. And so it definitely did not help. It wasn't the right decision because it made me even more depressed and, um... It drove me to definitely want to end my life, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't have my my caregiver was not engaging with me in my home studies, so I was teaching myself seventh and eighth grade. And yeah, it was a very dark time and uh, super light and fluffy, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's never light and fluffy, right? Like this is the thing. Every human. And if you say you don't, you're lying. Every single one of us go through a phase, predominantly, usually teenagers, obviously. And we're like, oh, it's because you're teenagers in your home or somewhere." no, man, it's because I'm fucking having to grow up with the worst examples. Right. I'm having to grow up with a lack of nurturing. I'm not saying you had the worst examples, but let's, you know, let's put an umbrella over this. At a shitty upbringing, I wasn't taught self-independence. I wasn't taught self-worth. I wasn't taught boundaries. I wasn't taught what I'm capable of. I wasn't told I was proud of. Like we don't have what's required. I don't, I haven't met a human yet who's had what they require. We're going to go into a dark phase where we don't want to be on this planet, but we don't know what our options are. And we're going to get lost in that. And when we get lost in that, when we decide to move out of it, which you will, you absolutely will the hard way or the easy way, but you will. That's when you're going to see your biggest trauma trigger points reenact themselves in your life.
1: 100%.
0: Like it's after that phase of, I can't do it. I don't want to be here. Please let me hide. It's when you climb out of that, which is a choice, but you will, every single one of us will. Then we see our trigger points start to reenact themselves in our lives from that point. And it's not any easier than that dark phase. It's just different.
1: Right, right yeah, I somehow pulled out of it. It kind of caught my attention, like, whoa, never felt this way. What is this? And something inside of me was just like, this is happening for a reason. You're okay. You're gonna, you're gonna make it. So fast forward to, I, I eventually went back to school, went to high school, went to college, and very much in my toxic vulnerability victim mode. My favorite Phrase to say was life's a bitch and then you die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And at this time, The Secret came out. And I was like, oh, this looks fun to watch, you know? And I definitely felt a shift in my body after I watched it. You know, it definitely made me feel more grateful, more aware of my thoughts. I had my fucking gratitude rock in my pocket all the time. And all of these
0: fluffy things, right? That were like, I'm
1: changing. Yes. And hashtag grateful, thankful, blessed. Exactly. And it didn't teach me, you know, to heal my childhood trauma. It didn't teach me to change my limiting beliefs and rewrite my stories. And it put me in this very toxic positivity. And you know, that meme of that dog sitting in a room full of fire. And he's just sitting there, not doing anything about it. And he's saying, like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was me. So I lived in this toxic positivity until I was 29. I finally started going to therapy. I was heard for the first time. I was validated for the first time. And I was like, whoa, this shit exists. Mm -hmm. And the four years of sexual abuse turned into 10 years. So from eight to 18, and it was very normalized in my family. And when my therapist told me like, that's not normal. I was like, right, right. Like, thank God I'm here, you know? And I started the beginning works of self-love, self-respect, self-worth, And I could finally start to have a voice. I had no voice growing up. And, you know, my caregivers were just not able to ever hear me or validate me. And I was always wrong. So I was a fucking doormat. And anybody and everybody could take advantage of me. And I was so tired of it. And I just wanted to understand it. So I could finally start to set loving boundaries and... Definitely a lot of processing, a lot of anger, a lot of crying, a lot of still being in my victim and therapy only brought me so far, you know, I was thankful I could actually start setting loving boundaries and, you know, like the people in my life that I saw as examples, setting boundaries, they just sounded like an asshole Mm -hmm. and that didn't resonate with me. I'm a very kind hearted person and I just didn't know how to do it. So this was definitely a life-saving experience for me. Mm -hmm. And
0: I want to talk to that just a little bit so that our followers are keeping up with the whys behind all this conversation. So I want to talk to um, toxic positivity and toxic vulnerability really quick. So first, I want to say this. The way the science behind our journey being human the awakening process, being an empath, being intuitive, all these things, everything is vibration. It's energy that vibrates. Whatever is vibrating within you is going to create an external reality. It's how it works. So to manifesting, you want to manifest something you hear become aligned with that vibration or raise your vibration. This is what it means for followers. Really simple. Your beliefs, so your thought, your self-conversation, the things you take in, the things you listen to, you eat, you talk, what you believe about everything, your perception of it, your belief of it is going to create a very strong vibration unknowingly that's going to radiate into your electromagnetic field your vortex, your aura, the same thing. And the law of attraction is going to respond to that. That's how manifesting happens. So you are always creating your reality. It is a hard pill to swallow, especially if you have a really fucked up life going on, but it's a youth thing. though. It is a youth thing. So, you're going to receive your vibration over and over and over and over again. When you heal your belief structure, the belief that I don't deserve to be worthy, the belief that sexual abuse is normal, the belief that I'm too sensitive, the belief that I'm too strong, I'm too weird, I'm too separate, I'm not deserving, I should not be on this planet. When you heal those beliefs, you change your vibration, then you create a different energy. And then the law of attraction responds to that new energy. And that's how you move through Leveling up or the awakening process or getting your manifestations, your desired reality is all from healing that limiting belief structure. Toxic vulnerability is a sneaky motherfucker. We don't even know we're doing it. We don't even know we're doing it. So it looks like, for me, if you are talking about being sick, if you're talking about being poor, if you're talking about your abuse, if you are so focused on the shit that has happened to you, the shit you are experiencing, the shit you are feeling. I can't because you, you're you not being truly vulnerable. What you're doing is layering in all of the things that are wrong. You're putting your focus on the wrong vibration. And it's not as simple to go. Like, I know I tried to not be on earth three times. Three times I tried not to be here. I was like, I am out. I understand it is not easy to go from, Holy motherfucker I can't to thriving. It's a journey and it doesn't, it's not a switch. And that's where toxic positivity is a little bit of a snare because it's like, Oh, just be grateful. Just look for the things you're grateful. Look for the things that's blessed. Look for all the good things in your life and everything will be changing and everything will be great. No, it won't because the belief is still in your body and it's still creating a vibration. And this is where modern day therapy, I believe that it. everybody should have it. Everybody should have therapy. Every human, yeah. not because you're all fucked up, but because it's supportive in the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough. In my opinion, we need to do some work. We need to make some changes, but healing what you perceive about yourself, the story that your caregivers taught you and that the experiences and the shit that was put upon you, healing that is going to change the way you see it, the way you hold onto it, the way that you believe about yourself. And then your vibration is going to change and you can't force positivity on it. Like icing on a motherfucking cake. That would be like taking a pile of shit and putting icing on it and being like, oh, look at this beautiful thing. Ooh, delicious. Like that's not going to work, right? So you can't be, you can't. You can find the things you are really grateful for, but that's a different conversation. That's not for today. So toxic vulnerability is when we're focusing on the shit in our life or trying to change the outcome through some form of poor me. So we'll just talk to that today. So I just want to drop those notes so that everybody understood as you're sharing your story. Okay so yeah no, it was
1: perfect, yeah, I was still in my toxic vulnerability. I was still in my toxic positivity. you know, I was just lying to myself because I just I didn't understand it. and yeah, therapy brought me to a certain point that you know I could set loving boundaries, and you know i I was very aware of my triggers, but I didn't know what the fuck to do with my triggers, like, okay, cool, triggered now what, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was on this path for a very long time until you know 29 to 36 when 2020 hit. <laughs> we all remember so many 2020. People. It was like a
0: slap across the face of pay attention, let's get it together. The energy on Gaia shifted. We anchored into fifth dimensional consciousness. That's a whole other conversation. Um, like it, it was like a do better or don't.
1: And I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Not real. I definitely did not do better. Oh, my God. You were like, does
0: she left me? Does she left me? What do I do?
1: Yeah. So uh, 2020 hits and we're, you know, the shutdown was in March. And uh, a month before the shutdown, one of my best friends took her life. Mm -hmm. And... A few months later, another one of my friends passed away. So with these two very heavy energies already on top of COVID, on top of not working, I told life to go fuck itself. And I was just done, you know? So I got into yet another toxic relationship and I just fucking raged. I raged until I couldn't rage anymore. You know, once life started getting back to normal, you know, when we started going back to work, I was like, all right, I need to get my shit together, you know, but I felt at the lowest of my lows. I dropped so much weight. I couldn't eat. I was like 115 pounds. I felt disgusting inside. So toxic. And I got to this point where I had to move out of my apartment and cause they were going to renovate it. And I had been looking for two months already. Nothing was coming. Nothing was working out. And I had like a few weeks. So I'm on my way to work and pull up my Spotify and I see this podcast catch my attention. And I just saw the word manifesting and I'm like, here we fucking go. Like maybe this is what I'm supposed to be listening to. So I start listening to it and I resonate so much with it. And the day I started listening to this podcast, the day I found an apartment. So I was like, holy crap, like, now I'm addicted to this podcast. And all these signs just started flooding to me, like obvious signs. And I started, you know, feeling that that spark again, and the chick that was running this podcast, she happened to live in the same city as me. And so I was trying to get in her program. I just didn't qualify for it. And she was having this event and of with all the clients that were in this program. And so I messaged her. I'm like, can I please come to this event? Like, volunteer. I'll be your bitch for the day. Whatever you want me to do, I just want to be in your guys' energy. And she said yes, like, right away. So I go to this event. I meet all of these amazing women, like-minded souls. And I was like, yes, I'm not the only weirdo. Like, holy shit, this is amazing. And I became really close with one of the chicks uh, that was on there. And she was going to stay an extra day before she went home. And I told her like, hey, I have tomorrow off. If you want to hang out, I'm game. And she was like, yeah, let's hang out. So we went to the beach, we meditated and had such a great time getting to know each other. And she goes home the next day and I get these messages really early in the morning. And um, she's like, Hey, your friend that passed, she's been trying to talk to me since I was at your place and really wants to send you a message. So here's your message. So my friend that passed, the first thing she says to me is, you'll see me again, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I was just dying laughing. And the whole message was just so loving. And I was just enamored by it and just touched me. And she, my friend said, you know, like you can do this too. And I was just like, what really? And she's like, yeah, like everybody has psychic abilities and you clearly already have some she's like, you just need to heal yourself. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I want to talk to my best friend, you know? And from then on, it was on like fucking donkey Kong. And I took a different program, uh, through the chick that ran the podcast. And I started meditating, hypnosis, journaling, and just doing anything that I could to heal myself and I surrendered to my intuition and just started listening to it. So I obviously ended things with my girlfriend and that was a very hard step for me, you know, because of my codependency. Uh but it just felt right. And a couple of days later I'm talking to one of my best friends and I just said I need to get the fuck out of here and it just came out. It kind of surprised me and then I was like, yeah. I need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So I I left and everything just made sense. I picked up my business and I moved to where I am now. And my business started flourishing more. And I just kept doing the same things that I was doing. Um, you know, the meditating, the hypnosis, journaling, and just processing and went through my darkest night of the soul yet. And six months later, your beautiful face pops up on TikTok, and I had that spark again. You know, like I had seen so many different people on there, and you just you ignited something in me, and I'm like, oh my God, who is this badass chick? Like, I need to be in her space. And I didn't even know you had a mentorship program. You just mentioned it one day, and I felt that spark again, and I'm like, oh my God this is, mm-hmm. this is it. This is it. Yeah. It's
0: interesting. So like I'm on and off TikTok cause I have a very unpopular <laughs> opinion we'll say. Um, and I think TikTok is full of fourth dimensional consciousness, which makes me want to gag a little bit. And this is like so fourth dimensional consciousness is when you're just waking up and you think you're woke as fuck because all of a sudden you're intuitive, your ability to be an empath becomes stronger. You start using tarot cards or oracle cards like a motherfucker, like, oh, stop. Yep, it's yep, not that's not I was watching. Is, right? And I see so many people get addicted to those readings. We're going to talk about that specifically in another podcast, about why 100%. that's fucking your life up. Um, but TikTok is full of... Uh, there's not enough time in this podcast for me to really articulate <laughs> why it's not a great spot, but you're not going to find yourself there because you're putting your power outside of yourself. And that's the thing that I've watched with your journey, Bex, is these little, your, we're going to call it soul for now, your soul has. One of the universal laws is inspired action. And so it would connect you. It would connect you. It would connect you. It would connect you. That spark you were talking about. And so we get the spark and we're really like, oh, my fucking God, here I go. This is amazing. And then we flatline again. And then we start to move towards it. And then we flatline again. And we're never really intentionally creating or knowing how or understanding how to intentionally create your reality. And I remember a conversation with you because you are so in tune. Like that is one of your heightened abilities is instant because you can, you have the ability, the majority of thought while always was creating outcome, you are one of the rare ones that can precisely be like, no, today's going to be the best day. And you will do all, you will use all the tools to stay in alignment with that energy. And then bam, sign, sign, sign manifestation over and over again, because you are a strong, strong star seed, right? You're a strong energy. Mm -hmm. And so you get it, you get it quick and fast. Most of us are in that wishy-washy, that 50-50 energy of like, ooh, victimization. Okay, I'm powerless. Oh, blah, 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 unhealed trauma. I spent my whole life raging against. It. I had many caregivers. Um, I was moved around a lot as a child, and there's a lot of rage towards some of those caregivers. And I was stuck in that rage unknowingly. And therefore, I would create stagnation, and then I would create massive transition in my life. Good stuff. And so when and I remember on the TikTok thing, I have to say this, I'm setting a fucking boundary. My messages are closed because you can't, you can, I don't, I don't have the energy. And so I jump on and off of TikTok, but mostly on YouTube, I can't get to everybody and I do my best, but when I know someone's coming in, I will open it. And then that person will connect with me the way you did. And there was about eight others around the same time as you. And then I have to close it down again get through that wave and then I open it back up again and then I go back and like, you know, it's on and off, right? Like I just have to listen to that intuition. So I don't want like every 15 year old out here being like, I'm going to be the next mentor. I'm going to reach out to diamond. This is what we're going to do through your story. Cause that's not how it works. It's not what's happening. (laughs) Um, but it is how it happened for you and I, you and I connected hard and fast. And it was, I saw you in my meditations and I know you had energy of like, oh, there's something coming." And so we manifested the experience together. We created this experience together. And then it was like, best friend fireworks, as soon as it happened. Totally. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember you said like, man, I had two people that were coming in, but right when you saw my message, you just felt that. And
0: I knew immediately.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, yes, you feel (laughs) it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. I knew you were ready. And it's been a beautiful journey. And I know like a lot of the conversations you and I have had, because we are very close, like we're, we're very, very close friends. And we've shared a lot about how we've navigated our journeys. And so as we're wrapping up this podcast today, we are going to talk a lot more to these things, but I really want to drive home this message. It is normal to be codependent. It is a normal thing that happens. Is it healthy? No. It is normal to not want to be on earth, to have those moments of doubt. Is that healthy? No. Do I want that for you? No. But guess what? It happens. And as we move through this journey, the one thing, like I know you and I both have had very, very dark timelines. And I never thought in a million years, I'd be sitting in the seat I'm sitting in. And I know you've expressed that same thing sometimes, right? Where you're like, I can't believe this is what I get to do in the world. Um, I came from nothing. Broken bones, broken flesh, sexual abuse, neglect, abandonment, all of the things. Abandoned fully by the religion that I was you know, raised in as a teenager when I was in my 20s. Everything ripped away from me. And I have arrived here. And if I can do it, I remember saying this to you, if I can fucking do this, what the fuck can you do? Like, what the fuck can you do? And I want our our followers to really, what the fuck can you do? Because you don't have to do it the hard way, the way we did. You don't have to. 100%. And so I'm really excited in our upcoming podcast to break down the how for our followers, to break down the action items, the things that you did in your journey to arrive here as a mentor in the world, being of service to humanity and understanding the self-awareness required to discover where I'm being toxic and recover that and bring that forward for the world. Because it's always a you thing. I hate to say it, but it's a you thing. You are creating based on your energy, on your belief. And so we are so excited to help you course correct that. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to add to today's conversation?
1: Um, no, that that was long enough for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was enough for enough about me. Um, I'm mm-hmm. just really excited to step into this and help so many people because it's just what I've been craving to do my entire life, and I'm so excited to do this by your side.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited to do this with you and all of the others. So this podcast is going to be full of, we've got, I'm a recovered toxic individual. Let me tell you, I was toxic as fuck. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> I thought I was like, when I was in fourth dimensional consciousness, I was like, I'm a fucking spiritual guru. Like, what are you talking about? I've got this. I know. And then, you know, you get humbled, <laughs> you oh, get yeah. humbled. <clears throat> um, and once I birthed into fifth dimensional, sixth dimensional consciousness, everything shifted for me. And so I was toxic. I was a toxic mom. I was the toxic daughter. I was a toxic sibling. I was a toxic friend. I was a toxic, all the things I've recovered. And I have helped thousands of people do the same thing. I came from toxic. Like I got it all in my back pocket, all the t-shirts been there, done it, got it. Now we get to help others recover their own toxic. And that's what this is going to be about. So this podcast series is going to be, you're going to see Bex a lot, which I'm so glad. So grateful. We've got a few other really incredible guests lined up as well. And some regulars. So we've got gays. We've got theys. We've got moms. We've got dads. We've got daughters. We've got sons. We've got all of the things. So we are here for you. We really want to be of service. So what I want you to do is I want you to like and subscribe, and I want you to put in the comments what do you want us to talk about, because besides politics, even though we'll go there sometimes, but it doesn't fucking matter, Like, there's nothing off the table. Like, We are here for you. And oh, we will we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about <laughs> sex. We're going to talk about <laughs> masturbating, meditating. We're going to talk <laughs> yep. about your spiritual journey. We're going <clears> to <throat> talk about what you're doing wrong with your fucking oracle cards. We're going to talk about all the shit that's on TikTok. We're going to talk about the good stuff on TikTok. We're going to talk about manifesting. We're talking about it all, all of it, being human.
1: All We're talking of it, about
0: being, being the most thriving human that you can be or having the human experience, the best human experience that you can. We're also going to talk a lot about star seeds as we move into this too. So hold on tight. Hit us with your questions. We are here for you <laughs> and we love you. All right. We'll catch you, you guys next time.